0: Now we all have to pick a national championship team that's not our favorite basketball team. Who is it?
1: Mike
2: well, feels like a Texas guy. Do you like Matthew McConaughey? I do love that. He's a professor there.
1: I know. He was supposed to run for governor. I don't think he's. I go for that. him. I think a lot of people would. I
2: mean, you start saying that a little more often. What's, for now, we're gonna say allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, yeah, he allegedly did that. Allegedly. Allegedly. Right.
3: <laughs> allegedly, but also did it. Like he definitely did it. That's true. He definitely allegedly.
2: That might be the
3: deepest of deep cut references
2: I have
4: ever (laughs) (laughs) heard. I only
2: think in cartoon memes, bro. (laughs) Hey, what's up, guys? This is AJ from the Comeback Sports Podcast, and this is the season finale of season four. And joining me are some guests that you guys have seen on multiple occasions. We got Huddy, we got Brian, we got Mike, and we're going to do a super collaborative episode for today. So welcome, guys.
3: Thanks, AJ. Thanks. Good yeah. to be here. Yeah. Again.
2: Yeah. got the all-star
3: team here.
0: The yeah. all-star line. Man. I mean, the
2: all-star weekend was last weekend, too.
3: I won't be giving any gambling picks because I've never come on this podcast once and had a successful time picking anything, whether it be NCAA tournament, NFL season. I think those are the two that I came on for, and it's been an absolute nightmare for me. Um, third time's a charm, though. Sometimes third time is a charm, might but... Try. I don't know what was it last year. I came on here and I gave Texas to make a deep run to the Final Four, and they got bounced by Stephen F. Austin <laughs> in the first round. Yeah. So. Well, I did too. Cool. Sorry to any of you loyal listeners who took my advice on that one. My brother
2: Ethan likes your your bets though. Well, that's good. Indeed. Does he like my
3: normal bets or does he like my obscure bets that I just that people look at and they're like, I don't. I don't why would you put your money on Argentinian soccer today?
2: Probably that because he watches random ass. Sports like on the TVs at night. Usually, Tuesdays is our like we watch sports nights because that's when he's off work. Nice. Um, Saturdays we do, but yeah, he just has some random ass game on.
3: Well, Ethan, I'm glad I have one follower. One, one, <laughs> one, 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 <laughs> one person who likes yeah. me. <laughs> there you go.
2: Shit, uh, so gosh, we got uh, we a lot to talk about, but let's kind of start with something that's coming up since we're talking about sports betting and it is March by the time this comes out. So that is March Madness, and luckily for us, we have Huddy who will lead the segment on March Madness because you know college basketball is his thing. So why don't you take it away, Huddy? What do you got in your mind? I do love college basketball, and it is the best time of the year for that. So we are, as of
0: filming this today, we are 13 days away from Selection Sunday. Damn, we we are. It's crazy. Holy cow! 13 days, but before we hear Greg Gumbel on our. Uh, announcing the
3: From our presenting brackets. sponsor Coca-Cola, <laughs> <laughs> we give you the West Sea or the West Region. <laughs>
2: or I'm not trying to copyright it over here.
0: <laughs> Sorry, that is that was when, when you hear that college basketball music come on though on Selection Sunday. Oh, it's after iconic. the Big Ten Championship yeah. game, and you hear Greg Gumbel on your television. Yeah,
3: side. I mean, come on, it's it great. Does
0: it get better than that? We are 13 days away from Selection Sunday. We are zero days away from conference tournament action. It starts tonight with the. A Sun, Atlantic Sun Conference.
3: Do you have a pick for the A Sun, honey? Uh,
0: <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think of how many schools I can name in the A Sun.
3: You know what? They start today, regardless. I mean, you got what Stetson? Stetson Bennett. Stetson Jack. Stetson Bennett. If he's, I mean. Stetson I Bennett. Fe- I feel like the, I feel like just because Stetson Bennett has now won two national championships and Stetson comes through in the eight A Sun tournament, there's your sure. pick. It's a good sure year for Stetson. I
2: mean, of course. Bro, but. can we get arrested? <laughs> <laughs> my,
3: my pick for that conference: Kennesaw State. Okay. Do you Kennesaw know where Kennesaw State. State's at? It's in Georgia. Kennesaw, Georgia, I believe. This guy knows. Is that where Trevor
0: Lawrence is from? You know, uh, this one's Georgia. From Carter, no,
3: no. It very well might be him or, or Justin Fields or, or someone. Yeah. I feel like Kennesaw is, is a familiar there. name.
0: That's right. But tomorrow night we got the Sunbelt Belt, uh, Patriot, and Horizon. Uh, let we'll getting get on our way. Um, we'll have our first automatic qualifier for the NCAA tournament in five days. Jeez. I believe Saturday, eleven AM Central Time we have a conference championship game. So it's quickly approaching. It's crazy. Actually where, it's here. Where is time ta- yeah, where does time right go? Here.
2: I know. I don't know, dude. It's pretty fun. old. Yeah. yeah.
3: I feel like I feel like I was just watching the Maui invitational like two weeks ago. I know. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I I it's the greatest time of the year. It's it my is. favorite time of the year and this kid, how do you just another year of you
0: Breathing it in, you know. (laughs) Breathing it in and
3: tearing me (laughs) apart—the bracket challenge.
0: (laughs) Surprisingly, I'm usually pretty bad in my brackets, though. Because we overthink overthink it
2: too much. It is. That's why decisions to make.
3: It's why the girls who always are just like, oh, what's the the color scheme? The color scheme, or it's the it's the one person at your office who just last second... It's so like you get the message, like the all-company message, like 15 minutes left to mm-hmm. submit your bracket, you know, <laughs> it's free, participate, and then it's the person who literally submits it with like four minutes to go it's until like, it locks. They, they didn't even like, know basketball. They're basketball. the ones, they're the ones who basketball win. Knowledge.
2: Every I, remember, time. I remember one person submitted a bracket where they had Drake win it all because she was a fan of the senior Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Drake?
3: <laughs> I love that. People usually pick it, so it based
2: cool. off their favorite logos, favorite colors. Yeah. Sometimes won- it works.
3: Do you remember who won the UTech bracket last year?
2: I think... Liz Weatherby won it in... Oops, two years I don't ago. I do not mean to drop the names. <laughs> Liz won it in 2021. Last year, I don't remember who won it. I
3: feel like Maddie got really close. That sounds yeah. Or was it Audrey? So Wilbert? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of? No. It, it, it was somebody unexpected. Like, yeah. it wasn't somebody who is always in, like, the sports-related Slack chats. Yeah. Sending links, sending info... Adam Schefter the entire group. <laughs> yeah, is somebody who just lays lays low, lays in the cut, does their SEO campaigns and. That's right. Yeah,
0: I want to start off the segment by talking about a few mid majors to watch out for yes. before we get into the the power the power five. Get your notebooks out. Um, number one comes right here from Illinois. Okay. They have the second longest win streak in the country, ten games in a row. Oh. Um, they just won the Missouri Valley. They were playing Drake yesterday. And the winner of that game won the uh, Missouri Valley Conference, and they beat Drake by twelve. It is your Bradley Braves down in Peoria, Bradley, Illinois. Okay. No way. Yeah, they are going to be okay. the one seed in Arch Madness, which starts Thursday. Arch Matt, um, I love that name. Let's see. Uh, they finished the year twenty-three and 16 and four in the conference, but they've won ten games in a row. And the only team that I, that I saw that has a longer winning streak, Oral Oral Roberts, they've won fourteen in a row. Um, they went eighteen and zero in the conference. And 27-4 and four overall. Okay. So there they have Admus, Max Admus, who was a March Madness legend two years ago, was injured last year. Those are two teams to watch out for if they can end up winning their uh, conference tournaments. I don't know if either one of those teams would get in without it.
3: Okay. That's a tough part. With, with mid-majors like that, yeah. you have deserving teams. Bradley Braves, I actually know another team that you're probably, if I know you any, any you know, as well as gonna, I do, gonna that you're on. probably going to mention yeah. as you go on. but. Charleston, yep. it's a team that deserves to be in the tournament no matter what, but if they don't win their conference tourney, unfortunately the way that it works right. is it's very unlikely that that's, they're going to bounce somebody. That, that was my next talking point. Yeah.
0: College of Charleston is currently tied in the CAA with Hofstra. Um, they are both 16-2 and two in the conference. College of Charleston is 28-3. and Hofstra is 23-8. If those teams meet in the CAA championship, championship and Hofstra wins – can you keep a 30-win team at the NCAA tournament?
3: I don't think you can. Ooh.
2: Not not in those conferences. Yeah. I no.
3: I understand the okay difference in, in level of competition mm-hmm. at that you know at that colonial level versus say a Big Twelve. Yeah. Pac-12, ACC, and stuff like that. But 30 wins is 30 wins. Yeah. yeah. 30 wins is at the end of the day. I mean, you still have to win 30 games. 30 games. No so. I, I I understand if you want to split hairs if you have a mid major who's really talented who maybe is like, twenty six and six mm-hmm. or something like that, but yeah, thirty and two. Here's a question for you: Between College Charleston and UNC, why you have to? Ask, I knew the <laughs> second you looked at me and said, "I'm wearing the colors," as you can see. <laughs> I
0: sh- who would you put in? Because head to head earlier in the season, Carolina won. That was College Charleston's only loss for
3: the longest time. It was, and also it was a close game. Yeah. Too, it was not a blowout by any means. Um. This may be me being, you know, extremely cynical and jaded because to go from the national championship game and lose by four points last season, you know, in in a miracle Cinderella run of their own, Mm -hmm. I know it's North Carolina, but then to come in this year's preseason number one overall, pretty much unanimously, have the unanimous player of the year on your team, preseason that is, Mm -hmm. and then to come out and you're sitting at 18 and 11 with two regular season games to play – I don't think North Carolina deserves a tournament appearance. Give it to Charleston if I, you know, even if you're asking me who deserves in, I would give it to Charleston over North Carolina.
0: But if North Carolina does make it in the field, final four run confirmed. They'll they'll be in the final four. 100%.
3: That's how it works. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, Missouri versus North Carolina, and then Kansas versus Duke like it always is. And then it's just you find a way.
0: North Carolina will decide to start shooting as good as the Golden State Warriors. (laughs) They'll end up in the final four.
3: But... It's yeah, yeah. The North Carolina Tar mm-hmm. Heels are they've been a disappointment. I would rather see a jump start mid major get in, deserving like like Charleston, than the promise of a potential Cinderella deep run from North Carolina again. The sure. mid
2: majors yeah. are definitely the ones to look for in the tournament because most of those teams they've they're not the one and done like, Yeah, they've played together for three plus years, almost four years. Yeah, so the idea of kind of how they're Together, is just more sound and structural, and so that's where they can surprise some teams in the in the, in the tournament. So, like you want the more mid majors come in, you get a different style of basketball compared to what we normally see within these power five conferences. Yeah,
3: um, I was listening to the score, not to you know give give light to competition here <laughs> for AJ, but I was listening to Sports Talk Radio on my way home last <laughs> week, and and they had a college basketball analyst on. You made a really good point that to make a deep run in the tournament, there's really three things to the formula. One, senior leadership. Mm-hmm. And that's to what AJ just spoke to. It's, it's, it's senior leadership, but it's, it's more guard senior leadership. Your point guard, your shooting guard. Mm-hmm. senior Teams with senior guards who have run the system for that specific coach for three, four years, they tend to be able to put a team on their back a little bit better. Also, no team has won or been to a national championship game with a center that's less than shorter than 6'10". Really? Since I mean, just... 1983 when Villanova went. Wow. Than I was mind-blown by that. At least one person who is in the, the top six rotation for a team, shorter than 6'10". Wow! That's I was very surprised connection. about that. Yeah, I was very surprised about that. I think Zach Eadie qualifies then. Zach Eadie definitely qualifies, <laughs> but do the guards qualify?
4: Yeah, no, they're both freshmen. Both so, true freshmen.
3: That's the thing. There's a bit of a difference because you could even look at a team like Houston. Yeah. Houston, who's got two... A senior guard and a junior guard, number one team in the country right now, but their center is 6'8". Those yeah. guys have been they're, in they're the tournament. Their front term, line is 6'8 yeah. and 6'7". So there's there's a bit mm-hmm. of get-take. And I think that's why talking to that NCAA tournament this year is so interesting because I don't think there's a clear-cut best team in the country. No. I think there's a short list of two to three teams who I could look at and be like, okay, Final Four bound most likely will probably be a favorite in a bracket of mine, and that's like Kansas and those teams. Yeah. But I don't think there's a team where you just look at it and you're like, have fun trying to beat that team. That makes it more exciting, honestly. It does. Yeah, like it makes games. for a better
2: tournament, right? So, uh, speaking of n- number one team, or I guess number two team, you got Alabama. You got Brandon Miller, who is the hi- he- he's showtime for controversial reasons, but also just in terms of <laughs> <laughs> his game itself. Bro, like this guy's he's kind of box office. Like he's putting up some numbers. Oh,
3: he's NBA bound. Yeah, he is. yeah,
2: he's, and he's he's a true freshman, yeah. correct? Yes, he'll correct. be the first college player off the board, in my opinion.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he's a true freshman. Was he six nine, He's pretty yeah, 6'8", or six He's built a little like Kevin Durant in a way, where he's tall uh, and lanky, lanky, but he moves so fluidly and he is get it a more shot fluid up.
2: than um, Brett Holmgren? Holmgren? Holmgren, right? Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren. Chet.
3: Yeah. Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. He's Far more athletic than Chet. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. I feel like
0: he's stronger than Kevin Durant was coming out of college too. Yeah. That's a little also bit stronger. From. Yeah. But still wiry.
3: Like, it, 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 that I mean, that Alabama team is dangerous because. Not only do they have a guy like Miller, but they also have experience on that team. Yeah. Like they also have guys who have made what an Elite A run last year or I can't the last year. Yeah. But you know, they got they got experience. Nate Oates is a, a good tournament coach. Um the problem is the the problem with them in the past that's not their problem this year is they used to be so reliant on the three.
4: They were very reliant on it, yeah.
3: Almost too reliant on the three, and then, I mean, in a one-and-done tournament, you have one even die. mediocre shooting game. Yeah. You live and die by yeah. it, and you die. You get bounced in the Sweet yeah. 16 by a team that just, you know, happens to make one more basket than you. But they're not as reliant on the three as they, they, they have been in the past, a little bit more balanced, and they have a coach who's, you know, done it in multiple places now. So I like Alabama at least to go to the Elite Eight this year, and the the availability of Brandon Miller, the fact that he's mm-hmm. able to play, is a majority of the reason for that.
2: The hype kind of reminds me of when Trey Young kind of came into the scene.
3: <sighs> Remember that 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 half season where Trey just took over things?
2: Yeah, yeah, that was nuts. That was,
3: it was fun. That <laughs> was real fun. <laughs> right, it was after Buff- one,
0: right, right after this, right after buddy buddy really? early though.
3: Yeah, well, yeah, one but, year after Butterfield yeah, did
0: yeah. it. Oklahoma had some good players there.
3: for They the really long. did. Yeah.
4: They really Blake did. Griffin,
3: but yep. sh- I always forget that he went to to. To uh, Oklahoma, But then I remember that North Carolina washed that Oklahoma team in the Elite Eight True. that year. They just destroyed them.
0: Brian, you were talking about elite senior guard play. Yes. Speaking of that, Northwestern Wildcats start two senior guards. They're Chicago's Big Ten team. They're currently tied for second in the Big Ten. Can they make a Final Four run this year with that roster? That's crazy.
2: No. I thought Purdue was going to lock it in the bag. They can't.
3: I don't think they can make a Final Four run this year.
2: They've, they've got a lot of capable shooters. They
3: do. I just don't know if...
0: They've beaten Purdue and Indiana in the conference.
3: Okay, can they make a Final Four run? Right. Yes. I think anybody they have can. They have they have the makings. I just don't... This is where the experience comes into play. This is what, their second tournament of all time? Second all time, time.
4: yeah. They don't, sh- have, they don't have tournament experience, but they no have, tournament they have experience. game
3: experience. No tournament experience... And their non-conference schedule was fairly light. It's not like they outside. I mean, when you play the Big Ten, it's a grind every single game. I get that. It's not. There's no yeah. easy wins in the Big Ten. Um, I just don't know if they're they're tournament tested enough to confidently say they make it to the second weekend. Yeah. I can see Northwestern going on a run, Sweet 16, maybe an Elite Eight with with a little bit of magic. I could also see them getting bounced in like a six eleven matchup. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
0: So. Any, that's 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 how this tournament is though. I think any of those situations can apply to almost any game.
3: It it really is. It's like is it your night or is it not your night? Yeah. That's really the beauty of the tournament. I so will
0: say Boo Booey is probably the hardest guard to guard in the Big Ten. It's also year. the coolest name. Yeah. Yeah. That's a badass name. Boo, Mad-ass name. Boo Do you guys Boo believe in
2: like home court advantage in the tournament if you're nearby mm. like your home site?
3: Say like Northwestern played at the United Center or something? Yeah. Not oh. so much. I don't yeah. know. That's a that's a, that's
1: a good that's a really good question but I think yeah I guess it depends on proximity like you're yeah. talking about like the same state because some states are yeah massive yeah we like northwestern to the United Center that's pretty close but
3: like a regional oh. being held in like Houston but like you have Texas El Paso make it or something like yeah. Waco which is on the west side of the state and Houston which is on the yeah. southeast side uh-huh. of the state like does is Baylor really gonna have a home court advantage playing in Houston yeah. I don't know um I, I, I sh- sure. Because tra- I guess fans may travel and be, you know, a little bit more open to traveling, but at the same time, they have these regions set up to where every team in there is got a reasonable opportunity for fans yeah. to get to that, yeah, to get to that venue or get yeah. to that location. So, I think it balances out at the end of the day.
0: There was one scenario last year I remember that happened to Indiana. Brian, I don't know if I remember this. Indiana beat uh, Wyoming in the first four in Dayton. Okay. And then I believe they had to get on a plane and go straight it's out west somewhere, I can't remember if it was Portland or not. Oh, you know
3: what? I think it was like Salt Lake City or something. Yeah,
0: somewhere out there. And their flight got delayed and they couldn't leave until, I guess, Wednesday morning and they were playing again on Thursday. Thursday. They didn't get in until like Wednesday night. Yeah. And they had to play a game the next morning. That's brutal yeah that's that a, is bad. brutal. I mean, that's, that's yeah, tough. you you
3: got to hopefully avoid situations like that as best you can it's yeah. I mean it's a 68 team tournament the logistics of that's got to be a nightmare yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean I certainly do think once you get to the elite eight the final four mm-hmm. there you can have some matchup that may be tilted because of home court like for instance if you had Kansas one of the regionals or one of the final or one of the elite eight regional venues is Kansas City yeah. this year. If Kansas or Kansas State mm-hmm. is playing in Kansas City, that's, that's an
0: advantage. It's got to be 75% of their fans. Yes, right. that's yeah. an advantage.
3: Yeah. Obviously, Louisville's terrible this mm-hmm. year, but like if Kentucky or Louisville were to make it to the Elite Eight in a Louisville place, even Indiana, that's mm-hmm. a, a two-and-a-half-hour drive, yeah. not even. Yeah. That's an advantage.
2: Yeah, and one thing to note is like once you get deeper in that tournament, you also have a lot more Rest also just prep time, so like even if you have that advantage of being near near home, the opposing team still has time to c- gather their thoughts yeah. and actually strategize a little more strategically in the matchup too
3: and ultimately that's where when you get the further you go there's a reason why the same like eight coaches have a combined ninety final four appearances because once you get to that second weekend and, and on the coaching discrepancy and the, mm-hmm. or the the coaching advantages is really what starts to come forward. Mm-hmm. there's a reason why, you know, you can give a team, you know, five days to prepare for a Coach K led Duke team in the heyday and you know, you have, you play your best game and it's still gonna be incredibly difficult because he's just that much better at game planning and, and stuff like that at the end of the day.
2: So speaking of going deep into the tournament, which conference would you guys say is gonna go the deepest? My my vote leans more towards Big Twelve. Just because, if you're talking about grind, every game like those those matchups are always grind. Like most of those matchups are ranked match- matchups, especially middle of the season. Um, but you mentioned Kansas, Kansas State; those are both pretty good teams, yeah. and they're both I mean, in the same
3: conference. Baylor, I think. TCU. I'll let you start on this one. What do you think? Well, it's gonna be tough because, because like
0: half of their games this year, half of their conference games in the Big Twelve have been ranked matchups and like, not just ranked matchups, like, top 15 matchups. Like, they're going to be super battle-tested, but it's going to come down to how well-rested they are. and
3: <laughs> That's the other thing. They're about, some of these teams, especially in the Big 12, ACC, Big 10, like, they're about to go through the rigors of a conference tournament just for the right yeah. to go mm-hmm. through the rigors of an NCAA mm-hmm. tournament and stuff like that. So, like, imagine you're a Purdue and you have to go through playing in order Illinois- indiana and then you know you get to the finals congratulations you got to play you know insert a hot nebraska hot yeah it's like <laughs> you get to, you, you go through the ringer of of just this these bouts and, and playing like there's like there's a legitimate chance that if you want to win the big 12 tournament you're going to have to go beat iowa state then kansas state then kansas just mm-hmm. to do it like well, that's re- that's nuts that takes toll so like me personally I think the Pac-12 goes the furthest this year. Oh, really? I think yeah. this is the year. I think UCLA and Arizona. Arizona both end up in the Final Four. I like watching Arizona play. I think those two teams are perfect tournament teams, especially UCLA. And I think UCLA is your dark horse for a champion yeah. this year. I really do. The way that Tiger Campbell plays, the way that Jacquez plays, and the ability of Mick Cronin is as a coach, I think you know, UCLA checks all the boxes. The only thing they don't check is the fact they're a Pac-12 team.
0: You know what else they have, though? What? They There's there's guys in that team that have – that final four yeah, experience. they have that
3: final four experience when they were what, an 11 seed that year? I
0: think Tiger Campbell was a freshman.
3: Jacques was on that team too. Yeah. So like they have experience, they have coaching, they have the senior leadership. I and you know, they've played a good enough schedule and proven themselves against a good enough schedule this year that. They yeah, I mean, they check the boxes you're looking for yeah. from, from a deep run. I think I think the Pac-12s.
0: And Arizona's a very good team too.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> uh I like Pac-12. I don't know. Um, I feel like it's a little under the radar, but still
0: It's almost like the Power 5 conferences that won't get as many teams in
2: have a good chance yeah, you know? so. Pac-12 is only going to get maybe three teams in the tournament three or four me and Huddy talked about this team last time we met and the strangest team I've seen so far has been just the Gonzaga just Gonzaga like this isn't a normal season for mm-hmm. them like no. I can't recall last time I had five losses going into conference tournament and it sounds like their conference is somewhat competitive to them now St.
0: Mary's good team yeah Gonzaga got the best of them on Saturday yeah um, I was at Gonzaga
3: I like, I do, I mean, this Gonzaga team is, sans one or two people. A lot of the team that made a run last year and mm-hmm. the year before. I mean, you still have Drew Timmy um, on your team, Mr. Mustache and Headband himself. <laughs> Mark Few is still, Mark Few is a coach. Like, they still have a good team, but that's, for them, it's going to depend on where they land. Yeah. If they're a three seed, sure, but if you start getting to the run and they're, they slide to a four seed because they lose early in their conference tournament you might see a little bit of an issue of them getting past the first weekend.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's going to be an interesting conference tournament to watch. Because I, who's the third best team in that conference? Is it Santa Clara?
3: Either Santa Clara is up there. Um, yeah, I think right now Santa Clara yeah. would be the three seed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: St. Mary's could win that conference tournament, and they could push themselves up to be a higher seed as well.
3: Yeah. I Do not uh, do you know where Lenardi has him? them currently at? Oh, I can't remember. He's got him at a five seed right now. Yeah. Playing Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Joe
0: Lunardi <laughs> is disrespecting the Bradley Braves. Of course he Put is. him in. They just won the conference.
2: Hey, um, shout out to San Diego State. Uh, I, have a, I have a homie that lives out there. <laughs> <San Diego State>. <laughs> <laughs> I have a homie that lives out there. I love that. Wait, they go to San <laughs> Diego State or they live in San Diego? Oh, she went there. Oh, okay. She lives there too. <laughs>
3: But, like, just to swing back around before we cap this off, like, on the tournament, Huddy made a good point, you know, of Charleston, a 30-win mid-major, is currently on the first four out mm-hmm. for, for Lenardi's bracketology. Ahead of them are West Virginia, Mississippi State, Wisconsin.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Trash, bro. That was such a <laughs> shitty loss. Yeah, and Oklahoma State, like Oklahoma State's got like what twelve losses this year? I, I don't know. I, I just I feel like I don't know how you have Wisconsin and over Michigan when
0: when Wisconsin's eight and ten in the conference and Michigan is eleven and seven. Yeah, I mean
2: it's the other it's the off conference it's the non conference yeah. losses too mm-hmm. that counts.
3: So, I mean I don't know. I feel like I feel like when a when a high conference team, you know, just those four that I listed right there. You have Oklahoma State in the Big Twelve, USC in the Pac twelve. Wisconsin and the Big Ten, Mississippi State in the SEC. You have four teams who have largely just been average this year against the competition that they play. Like, what else do we need to see from them that says, okay, well, let's go see them in, in, in the tournament now? I'd rather – I feel like people deserve to see the 30 win mid-majors that mm-hmm. they don't have exposure to most yeah. of the year because that's where the fun of the tournament lies. That's where, like, the VCUs who get in and make Final Four runs come from. Like, which they that's, will be in this year. Which, that's the thing. I would much rather see that than some middling West Virginia team sputter and get smacked in the first round. That's yeah. a
1: great story, too.
3: Exactly. Yeah, and, you know, as it's content true. creators, AJ, yeah. you want the story. Yeah, I yeah, want the good story. You, you, right? you want what's right. going to be more fun to talk about.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So. If, if you ask me, Wisconsin doesn't deserve to be in this tournament at all after that's what so, I've yeah. seen. Yeah, we can all agree with that. I
3: say the same thing about North Carolina. Just because I'm a fan doesn't mean I need to see him in March.
2: Yeah. Gee, I, I'm sorry, to think Iowa State doesn't deserve to be in this tournament. They are just choking it. All Here's good. the thing, though. The same exact thing happened last year. You know what happened last year? They went to the Sweet 16. Is that, just, is that just what you give up to go this far if you're an Iowa State Cyclone? Just suck the last half and you're guaranteed <laughs> a, play, a run in the tournament? Maybe I mean, you guys got
0: a tights. You'd rather lose now than in March. Yeah, right. that's that's what that's
3: that's the most right. yeah. thing from but it's true. Starting yeah. Wednesday, no more losses. Yeah, we take no more L's. <laughs> come Wednesday,
2: I don't know, man. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, anything else we want to top up before we go to the next segment? Mm-hmm. You no, know, there's probably lots we can talk about, but I think it's Yeah, probably like probably for for a full hour on the yeah. Time, yeah. Probably don't miss Selection Sunday, and make sure you make your picks.
3: Follow Hoosier Hut on Twitter for all of the best <laughs> breaking college basketball.
0: <laughs> I'll just be retweeting all Indiana basketball stuff. On there, so there you go. If you're
2: interested, if you're interested in that,
4: here
3: yeah, that's sound of your
4: follower All
2: oh, no. All right, so let's transition to the NFL now. So um, most of you guys know, Packers fan, Vikings fan, Bears fan. Colts. Lions fan for the day. <laughs> yes, Huddy is a Colts fan, but he's going to be a Lions fan today because we're actually going to do uh, a draft segment for the NFC North. And I'll let Mike lead this topic, and he will talk about his thoughts for the Vikings portion of the draft. What do you got for me, Mike? All
1: right. The Vikings draft, it's going to be a doozy because they don't have a great pick, and it's it's in a position where it's going to be very hard if they want to try to trade that pick, which they do. They don't really need to address a quarterback situation right now. They don't have to address a wide receiver situation, so they're good on those two things. And there's plenty of cornerbacks in the draft, so they don't have to worry about doing that. So they could theoretically trade either switch positions with another team. I mean, ideally, I kind of wish they would maybe trade Kirk to the 49ers, grab the 49ers first-round pick. That's juicy. But I I don't know, too, because that that means they're either going to have to draft a quarterback which could be a total disaster happens every year or they go out and pay overpay someone which they already sort of did with kirk so they could just find themselves in the same situation so honestly i hope they whatever they use this draft pick on i hope they don't do what they did last year and just grab a guy because he's the last person on the table
3: who did the, Vic- they, who, who did the vikings draft the first round last they
1: year? grabbed Louis Scene from a from Georgia. He was ah, safety. safety. Really great player in college, but then he got in he didn't he didn't start and okay. then he got injured like a really, really devastatingly gruesome injury. Oof. So he's questionable to even play again. Um, he's making good progress, but it's not like it's like, you know, a, a guaranteed start next year. Um, so they could still use that pick to address, you know, defense, but there's really just I mean outside of cornerbacks, there's not really like a lot of standout guys that are going to be available at their position. Uh, in the draft, so I'm hoping that they either make a really aggressive move, they deal Kirk out and they go out and find someone, or they draft either um, what's his name, CJ Stroud, or I mean, he's not going to be available, but um,
3: there's like a couple of other quarterbacks who might fit their system. Levis does uh, what's his face from Kentucky work for the for the Vikings this year? <sighs>
1: Honestly, the problem is, dude, like, no matter who they bring in, they're going to try to create a system for that guy, which I'm very excited about. That's not what the previous regime did. So I'm not really over-obsessed on who they draft at – if they draft a quarterback, who they get. I'm more worried about them wasting the primes of TJ Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Those two guys are – I mean, TJ's, I think, 25 and Justin's 24. These guys are – TJ just got off his rookie-scale contract – J.J.'s going to be up for – he's already eligible for, for his – The largest his, extension by one. Ever, ever. He'll get a massive, massive contract. And he knows yeah, that, too. He's playing everything. it very smart. He's staying – he's keeping cool. He's not, you know, chirping or anything like that. He knows he's going to get paid. It's just how much are they going to pay him, and they can't pay him and Kirk at the same time. It's just impossible. So they have a. – got some interesting situations brewing. If they could, I would love if they went and drafted a receiver first. There's no, like, it would not upset Justin. He would love to have another guy across from him who can take some pressure off of him. So
4: the
3: the feeling years are probably far far behind us. He he kind of knows that, too. He's been a little
1: bit spurred by that. um, So, right after the season ended, his wife got on Instagram. She posted a story that said something to the effect of you know, this could be our last year in Minnesota. Didn't say the Vikings (laughs) particularly, but said last year in Minnesota, left it up for, you know, left it up in the air. Adam commented, he's been on, like, the press tour lately. He's been talking about it. He's been saying, like, hey, if the Vikings want to work something out, that's great, but I want to be on a team that wants to play me, value me, and stuff like that. And he doesn't, I guess he doesn't feel that way here, which, dude, I mean, you're on the, the way back end of your career, You've been injured the past couple of years. You just can't keep up with the the guys anymore. Either retire or retire dignified as a Viking, or go to like the Jets, spend a whole year and then face another injury. Maybe like I don't know. I would retire a Viking if I was him. Like they're gonna give him a nice little honor and all that stuff. I wouldn't bother playing another year. He's just he's just not the same guy, and that just yeah. that just happens. It's it's sad, but like their Vikings are either gonna cut him or he's gonna. You
3: gotta. Got a short shelf life in the yeah. NFL for sure, and wide right. receivers, wide receivers, no different, especially a guy who basically came out of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. Then, like, was D2. a pro bowler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I mean, he's been serviceable it's like that. for it, the past couple of years. I feel like he's got to take a major pay cut if he wants to stick and around. He does not, and want he to probably do. doesn't want to do that. And, I mean, he can't be a number two anymore. You no. can't have him lined up on opposite sides of no. Justin Jefferson. At minimum, you can maybe throw him in the slot, especially in the red zone, because I do still think he's a good route runner.
1: That's what i have been saying? Like, hey, he's great in the red zone. You get him in the short field where he doesn't have to make any kind of, like, a, 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 he doesn't have to lo- run a long route or, make, or yeah. create separation. Perfect. Problem the Problem with him,
3: he's not running anything further than twelve yards. At this no, point in his career, he, so yeah, he just can't. His yeah. fast
0: football days are over.
3: Yeah, oh. yeah, he's not even a PPR. He's not even a PPR no. guy. Anymore. Unfortunately,
1: <laughs> everyone's been dropping him from that. It yeah, was, it makes sense. A couple of years ago, he was a. It happens. Candidate. It happens. So but, well, he and Aaron Rodgers link up in New York. In New York, dude, he loved him and Aaron Rodgers. Do love each other. <laughs> they do love each other, and that's, Adam that's very.
3: Adam Thielen actually was just on High with. Yeah, like <laughs> with I would, Rogers. wherever Rogers goes,
1: if he doesn't end up staying
0: with the Packers, I would not doubt that Adam Thielen. Even
2: took team. Lake Tahoe together for for a weekend. Yeah.
0: yeah, you never, you never know. I will say Adam Thielen does have one of the best. He's one of the best fantasy football team names. Oh yeah, hooked on a Thielen. Yeah, on a that's a great one. It's great.
3: It's on a I do. I, you know, as a Bears fan, I gotta say I've always appreciated the Adam Thielen kind of arc. He oh, yeah, he came as a player. Like
4: mm-hmm.
3: The funniest part is he's, you know, as a Bears fan, I'm going to give it through this lens, is he's a D2 product. Remind me, and, and correct me, Vermont, he was undrafted, right? Yep. Just came in as a tryout type mm-hmm. situation, linked up, and then, you know, had like 1,300 yards two years, multiple pro bowls and stuff like that. The Bears literally can't even draft.
1: That's the best part. Sign. Yeah. Anything. They <laughs> just can't do nothing.
3: And it's not As a not, wide receiver position Yet The Vikings Who aren't even that Known for like Yeah you Randy Moss And stuff Stephane like that Diggs, di- Okay Ceci, If there is Chris Chris Carter, no I mean, one, I Actually know why I'm wrong they, if there They've is. been very good with But I will say this <laughs> I, I will say this though, it was a For players. every For every Stephon Diggs Or Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson That you draft Yeah Diggs is great because, what was he, third round pick? Yeah, I mean third and, fourth round pick.
1: He, yeah, he was not like at any the top anyway. For chance. every Diggs that
3: you find in the fourth, fifth round, you have Troy Williamson who gets drafted seventh overall. Yeah. The only difference is is the Bears only draft Troy Williamsons. <laughs> we don't find anything else. Yeah, that's our very, problem. I mean, yeah,
1: that's the thing. Like, the, it's not for a lack of trying for the Bears. They've tried so many different guys. So I'm jealous
3: of a guy like but, Adam yeah. Thielen because I wish that we could find that D2 product undrafted comes in and then just turns into a mainstay for a better part of six or seven years. Like, yeah, I'm excited about Darnell Mooney, but like even this year was a letdown from his rookie year. It's like we can't even get something going properly in the right direction. You over here, Adam Thielen. I did have Justin Darnell Jefferson Mooney. and Stephon Diggs and.
2: I did have Darnell Mooney as my second year like uh, pop-up player like on that list. I was like, okay, yeah, he's a bear, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but I saw the potential. The, I bear. did the potential rookie year, and I was like, okay, he's I think he's gonna have a breakout year. That same year, I also had Jonathan Taylor as the breakout. I was a little biased because I've seen him playing college, and I'm a Wisconsin fan. But I still think Mooney still can be that guy, though. It's just the clock's running out, though. You got to make some yeah. decisions.
1: Well, that's the thing. They keep going through the Bears keep going through those coaching changes, and so like you can't you can't get things settled, and you don't have a, but one thing the Vikings have had in the past couple of years, for the first time in a long time, was quarterback stability. I don't really particularly love the guy, but he's he's pretty he's a Pro Bowl level he's better, quarterback. He's, he's
3: better than half. He's better than half the quarterbacks in the league. Right, that's he's a top so 50, sixteen quarterback.
1: You can make it work with that kind of. I mean, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, so, so there's no reason that Kirk. could So did not. Trent Dilfer. Yeah, like there's there are. <laughs> Sometimes the not great guys do get there, and sometimes they win it. Matthew Stafford, he just he just won it. So like he's not an elite quarterback, but
3: I would say at this point in their careers, though, Kirk Cousins is not that far behind. No, 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 Stafford and he's is, got some Stafford's far past his prime. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, you know, the Vikings. It always feels like the Vikings are that team that you really should be seeing contend for an NFC championship with the roster
1: no one's ever scared of them that's the problem like there's no fear like there's there's no fear Mm it doesn't matter (laughs) if you're at home you're away the Packers are coming into town it's Aaron Rodgers oh man we gotta go through this we went to the Vikings like man you saw what the Colts almost blew them out obviously it was the greatest comeback ever but like they came into town and they just whipped the Vikings around like it wasn't even fun like great first half Oh, it yeah, it was an amazing first half. I mean, yeah.
3: Craig, was the was the Vikings like fourteen and three and or thirteen and 13 four in the regular season yeah. and had a had a negative point differential? Yep, <laughs> it, was, it was awful. That's
4: crazy.
1: <laughs> That's the thing that happens, dude. That's what happens when you play. Like, it's great. It was cool. They won. What they were eleven and zero in one score games, but when you play that close all the time, like it's it only takes one team to be like, hey, what if we just did this differently, like for the Giants what they did differently was they're like all right we're going to go after Patrick Peterson he can't cover one on one we're just going to target him the entire game see a third year Patrick Peterson yeah. no, Patrick he, Peterson's been like, 30, like the 30. third third decade yeah dude f- Patrick Peterson's yeah. been around for a long time and so yeah there's another guy who's probably gone which is okay cuz he's he can't keep up anymore it's it's fine like you can find another team or you can retire without you know permanent injuries but yeah they got a they have some situations to address there's another guy who I, um, B. John Robinson from Texas. If they can get him somehow, goodbye Dalvin Cook. I, I love the guy. He was great for a bunch of years, but he's, he's taken a, a major step back. So
3: I'm totally cool with the see you later Dalvin Cook argument. He's often injured. He's yeah. good to miss at least two games a year. He's got a fumbling problem. He's always it's had fumbling a fumbling problem.
1: problem. Awful fumbling
3: problem. But, like, I feel like it's kind of disrespectful to Alexander Madison. Oh, he's gone too. Is he actually going to be gone? Yeah. If you had to choose, like, could you sign Madison, keep Madison, sign him, and get rid of
4: uh, of Cook?
1: There's a situation that they could do that. The problem is I don't think Madison wants to do that. I think he does want his own starting role somewhere else because there's no way they're going to give him just all reps. Like they, They actually, compared to the past regimes, he actually played less this year. It was the Dalvin Cook show, despite Dalvin not being able to perform and hmm. and like give those same Dalvin Cook performances. They just weren't putting Alex Madison up, and he's good. Like He's a powerful runner. He's got a lot of burst in him. He's only a year younger than Dalvin, but he hasn't played as much, so he doesn't have all that wear and tear. I would loved if they could do that, but I really, I'm confident that they're gonna either draft a guy or they're gonna Just bring someone else. I don't think either of these guys are coming back next year. You need it's a to high price
2: tag. If-
1: you don't because they have uh, Ty Chandler from um, oh, where was he? I think he played in North Carolina last year, two years ago. Yeah, they drafted him last yeah, so that's what you year. Yeah, he, wrote, after he was a North Carolina running
3: back when. Was, uh, what's his face was there?
1: Yeah, he, and he's pretty good too. Like he's he was he was making a good showing in the uh, in the. Um, Preseason games, but the problem is, is he got hurt, and then once you're hurt, dude, that just sets you back so far. Like you're already back on the depth chart. There's no way you're getting reps from Dalvin or Madison at yeah. that point. And then they have another guy, their kick returner. He's technically like their third string running back. He had two um, kick returns. To he did, way. and and he's good, but like he just isn't a great. Um,
3: Some guys can't handle contact coming. He through. can
1: do the con. It's it's just weird. He's just not as good as I think that they thought he was gonna be. Hmm. Like he was not drafted as a running back. I don't think. I think they always had him as like, hey, this guy's really fast and he can return. Let's just make him a good returner and he can sit on the on the depth chart for a while. But yeah, if they can, yeah, if they can get someone like Bijan Robinson, I would be. Yeah,
4: Bijan Robinson. So happy
1: he's with got, that. He's oh got, man, he, he's, he's, got, he's the got the glitter. A, a lot. Of, I heard, I was listening to someone something earlier today talking about how he's like. He he reminds a lot of people of Ezekiel Elliott when he first came out. Obviously I mean, not the Zeke we know now. Ohio like State when Zeke. When he when he first came out, like this guy can do it all, not just like running and catching. We're talking about pass blocking too, which is super important for oh, yeah. hey, it's third down. We don't know that especially if they're gonna this, run the ball or throw the ball, like hey, they don't need to throw it to him.
3: Especially in this NFL. Pass yeah. blocking's huge. I mean, every time this year people were, you know, for a bear's analogy, everyone was begging for Khalil Herbert to get more yeah. Carries, Cleverly literally can't block. Yeah, he can't block a cold. And, and
1: once you're out there like that, like it's like an Adrian Peterson situation where like, well, we know they're throw, or they're running the ball, they're not going to throw it, and yeah. they're not going to let them pass protect. So we know you're just, you're not it's too difficult
3: nowadays. Yeah. you you got to be a little bit more than one dimensional.
0: Uh, <laughs> what running back was it they got? They ran like a trick play the last play of the game in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. was, it, was it Elliot for the? Cowboys? Yeah, I think it was. Got absolutely ran over because he, like, he snapped the ball. I think. Yeah. What an
4: awful <laughs> idea of a play. Like,
1: I get that it's such a low probability, no matter what you could run, just yeah. a straight up Hail Mary, four verts, whatever. Mm. But, like, man, to do that, that was embarrassing. <laughs> that was uh, not as embarrassing as the amount of times the Vikings got blown off this year. <laughs> All of their losses were by 11 points or more. Well, yeah, it's uh, like they never went wins. close or they get blown out. Yeah, like, all their wins No were in like between on one that score. one. Yeah, so let's let's just. I mean, if there was a case for frauds. I mean they they did not beat the allegations. So
2: when you guys were frauds, like would you say it was the O line that kind of exposed it? Because I think I no, remember no, correctly no. was it a your star O line player? He went down in the the Dallas game so and then he just did. went downhill for Kirk.
1: There were a few games where they didn't. Uh, have their so that their center got hurt towards the end of the year. He actually got in a car accident on the way back from one of the games, uh-huh. and he fucked up his lower back that was already fucked up. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't play. And then the guy that they had, um, they had to do a little bit of shuffling around. Another one of their guys who was replacing their star left tackle or right tackle, he got hurt as well. So they were doing some major shuffling. But that wasn't even the problem, dude. It was, it was not. So he, he, all year... It's always Kirk Cousins. This guy was taking... I remember when I came on your show earlier in the season, I was saying something about Kirk never takes any risks on plays. He doesn't make any risky throws. That's why the Vikings can't advance. This year, he totally cleared that. He was making all these risky throws you saw that that one that fourth and 18 against buffalo he just threw that that shit up for grabs and it worked out that was a terrible idea it was a terrible idea it's but a terrible on fourth idea. 19, it, there's nothing else you can do in that situation. it's a terrible
3: idea that the that the wonders and and every beauty of having a guy like Justin jefferson just yeah. completely masks but
1: then once it's fourth and eight and it's the playoffs and you're playing the fucking giants how do you not throw the same kind of yeah, that's that's what devastates me. I lost like, a
3: lot of money on Justin Jefferson props in that playoff game. <laughs> it, it was it was
1: brutal. It was so dumb. And that's what I'm saying. Like the Giants, they came in and they made adjustments. They weren't afraid of the Vikings. They knew they were going to come in there. Yeah. They knew it could be loud. It didn't matter. Like they knew, all right, if we target this guy and we don't let him throw it to Justin Jefferson, there's a good chance he's going to either clam up, which he does a lot, mm-hmm. or he'll just straight up make a mistake. This time he didn't make a mistake. He just clammed up and threw it. Th- he threw a checkdown. Fourth and eight. That's, you just can't, you can't do, do that. You just...
3: How on fourth and eight with a game on the line do you throw the ball four yards? I just
1: don't get... Like, I can get... Okay, okay. You throw a check down because the guy's wide open. To a tight end. To a tight no, end. One, no, 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 mind you. To yeah, tight right. End. Like, it, maybe if that guy's not as guarded or if the defender's playing, like, yards off the ball, all right, you give him a chance maybe. Yeah. But they... Dude, the guy was all over him. Three. I know. You could have just thrown this thing up in the air and, hey, man, if you don't come down with it, it's fourth and eight anyway. Like, we, it's yeah. not like we're... It's, it's not like it's a tie game or something. Like we. I don't know. It, it was, was just it a
2: high-risk, low-reward situation for him.
3: I have a quick yes-or-no question for you. Mm-hmm. Just straight up, yes-or-no. Yeah. Are you a believer in Kevin O'Connell as your head coach? Yes. Okay.
2: I believe in him. Who was He it? has was made... It Joe Judge or someone called him Harry Styles? Yes. <laughs> he, he, yeah. he was
3: getting those
1: comparisons,
2: like, right away. <laughs> I didn't know until someone actually said it. I was like, oh, okay. I, I kind of understand the comparison now. He's
1: he's a cool guy. He's very young, and he, gets, he connects yes, with yeah. players, which is cool. But I think and I hope this changes next year, I think he needs to step away from play calling. Okay. Because he makes some just some He'd weird just choices. Take- I, again, in this playoff game, there was a third and one, I think, and they tried running a trick play... Oh, I remember that. It was like Justin. It was to Justin Jefferson. Then Jefferson throws it back to Kirk, and he rolls into third and one. I remember that. Like that's not the time to get cute. That's a Matt Nagy shit. That's (laughs) that's a Matt Nagy shit. But that's the thing. It's like, yeah, it's it's first year head coach. He didn't play. He didn't do play calling with the Rams. That was all Sean McVay. So I think he just wanted to assert himself. But man, you gotta. I don't know. You gotta let your other guys like really console you on that kind of thing. I think it that if that part was taken from him. Later or earlier in the year, I think uh, I think they maybe go with a different strategy on the games. I don't really know. Um, but yeah, there was just too many times where he'd be making very questionable calls on very important downs. Yeah. And that that's that's uh, it's growth. And it's you know, thirteen wins you can't can't be mad at that. But the last time the Vikings won thirteen games was twenty seventeen, made its NFC championship game we all got we blown them. out. Then they were like, Hey, all we gotta do is patch up this offensive line, get a quarterback We'll be right there
3: again. Could it you, took
1: them, what was it, six, seven years to get back to 13 thirteen ones again.
3: Could you imagine <laughs> if Kirk Cousins threw the checkdown to uh, to, that's the to, to Stephon Diggs and the Minnesota Miracle I think instead of what he
1: actually did? That's the great conundrum amongst Vikings fans right now: is would he have? How's the made same that guy? Throw? Yeah,
3: how's the same guy who throws the Minnesota Miracle? That's where
1: you get a guy like Case Keenum, just like, hey, I've have, I have nothing to like lose. prove to anyone, yeah. nothing to lose, nothing to prove to anyone. I'm just gonna throw this shit up there to Diggs. It's our best receiver. It's our. It's, you, you put the ball in the right person's hands. Yep. That's all he had to do. It's a, it was a fourth and eight. You didn't have to win the whole entire game. You just had to get a first down. Yeah.
2: How much time was left? The in camera. that game?
1: Yeah. Um, it, it was, I think, under a minute. Okay. But they just needed, I believe, if, no, they needed to score a touchdown and get the two-point. Yeah, but they're but either it. way, yeah. I mean,
2: you, you don't throw a check down there. Okay. What about the real topic here? The Bears' number one pick. What's going yes, on? What's going to happen high. with that.
3: What do I think is going to happen with that? What ESPN Get Up get is, uh, is talking about? Because, AJ, <laughs> you and I have that TV set up over by our, our desks over there. Oh, you hear, hear that shit at least once a week. Every time I look over to the TV, there is some different banner that says, should the Bears trade Justin Fields and draft Bryce Young I with the number one overall pick? Uh,
1: I just don't get, like, the. the I, I guess I know for TV entertainment. I get it. I you're, it.
3: You're in a business for clicks. Right,
1: but, man. It's like... like I would not. I would not trade away Justin. No, fans. the Bears promise there.
3: The Bears' first overall pick, Justin Fields, conundrum—if you even can call it a conundrum—I firmly stand on the side of the fence that says Justin Fields is your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Trade the first overall pick, get a shit ton of assets, and go from there. You are in a full rebuild. You are not in a quarterback. You're not the, the Jacksonville Jaguars where Trevor yeah. Lawrence comes in, and you already have Christian Kirk. You already like you. You start to build this team around the number one overall draft pick in your quarterback. I get the logic of it where you trade Fields, draft a quarterback this year, and then you give yourself two more years on your rebuild because you don't have to pay a quarterback in three years versus five years. Mm -hmm. I get that. But if Justin Fields is better than Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Mm -hmm. Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, which he is, Mm -hmm. and you already have him with this offensive regime with getsy you know, your office coordinator. I there's just there, there's no logical reason for why you would trade him other than we want two more years of the quarterback position being under rookie control.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said like Justin's I it's mean, the only one. They have the, flaws. i
3: have
2: the cap space too.
3: And that's the other thing. They have so much cap space that that shouldn't even be an right. argument that people are making. They literally can buy a new a team. team. <laughs> they gutted that team so hard. And you know what? They gutted it, and they—they they did it right. At though. least at this point, it looks like they gutted it the right way. That's yeah, exactly they did it I was right. Like
1: I was—I was hoping the Vikings were going to do something like this, where they just hey. So
3: I mean, up. have there been missteps in the last year? Yeah, I don't think trading the 32nd overall pick for Chase Claypool was a good idea. I don't think anybody thinks. Mm-hmm. I don't think Chase Claypool thinks that was a good <laughs> idea. But where the Bears are at, Justin Fields, your quarterback. Trade the first overall pick, and we can go through scenarios for that next if you want to. But the goal should be: go get your premium positions hey, in free make it agency. Easy man. Sorry, <laughs> I just get very amped when I'm talking <laughs> about the Chicago Bears. <clears throat> go get your premium positions in free agency. Mm-hmm. Go draft to build out the rest of your roster. Absolutely. Because you need more than just a quarterback. Yeah. So. And, and the return, and let's not even, we're not even talking about the fact that the return for the first overall pick is going to be greater than the return for Justin Fields. And oh, it's not yeah. even going to be close. Oh, yeah. So, like, if it's really about getting your quarterback, you already have him in-house, and you just go, you, you trade the first overall pick to any one of the four or five suitors in the top 15 that could—that would do it. Mm-hmm. And you have the ability to then get picks this year, which you don't have one until the 56th after number one overall. You can get pick net picks next year, and then there's enough in the free agency class, and you have enough money to go fill out your roster. You know there. So
2: yeah, your guys are kind of in a position where like yeah, you're in rebuilding mode, but it's like quick rebuilding mode. Like
3: they are in a full-on gut teardown rebuild, like you said. But it's like in Mario Kart, like when you're coming around a bend and you're like in fourth place, mm. but somebody like goes over that bridge, and like there's like the accelerator booster yeah. to go over that bridge. Uh-huh you can like the Bears are in position to catch that accelerator big, big star. star and just pass people Okay, you know what I'm saying they can, they, they, they can have like yeah,
2: the quickest can, that's what I would explain it to my nephew he, yeah he it's had, like, it, Mario you know you
3: come, you're coming through and you go over like the, you know, the five little arrows that are going like this and it just shoots yeah. you the Bears have the ability to be just shot in front of a lot of teams that are maybe like one tier ahead of them right Mm-hmm. Are the Bears one draft and one offseason away from being Super Bowl contenders? Or even really contenders for their own division? Probably not. Probably two years, yeah. three years away from that, <laughs> max. But they have every single tool and resource to get there. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of if they will get there. That's not, part that sucks is it's the Bears, so I have absolutely no confidence that they will. I was, but, uh, oh, sorry, No, oh. I, but it's there. They have, and it starts with keeping, or trading the first overall pick and keeping Yosem Fields.
0: I was listening to the score this morning, uh, as you were earlier yesterday. Of course. And uh, there was a fan that called in. and He was like giving the Bears recommendations for what to do with their draft pick this year. They said they should trade their draft pick, move back, and get a couple of picks for next year, not a first-round pick at least. So they have some ammo to make a move for Caleb Williams if Fields has a bad year.
3: I. Is, oh, that's such a. So like theoretically, like I don't hate that idea. Yeah. Mainly because I and I've said this in our Slack channels. I think Caleb Williams is a generational quarterback prospect. I literally think that he is, like, the next Burrow, the next Mahomes. Like, I think he's that good. Um, The only problem is whoever drafts one next year, they're going to need a quarterback, and you're going to need, like, the trade of all trades Yeah. to convince someone to trade. It's true. Caleb Williams. Um, It's just too much of a – it's a big risk to try and even, like – plan for that, yeah. you would just kind of need some miracle or some some real big chips to fall your way, but I, at the end of the day, nobody likes tanking. No. And I don't yeah. think there's any Bears fans that... Dolphins definitely didn't. Yeah, right? They got fucking robbed, no. So, like, if for me, it's just like, why... And I firmly believe that front offices don't enjoy tanking either. Like, they know no. the implications yeah. of it. And... That's why when most of them do tank, they don't explicitly say it, and all they do is they say, okay, well, this is our plan for a rebuild. It's going to suck for this period, but then it's going to get better. Nobody's ever like, yeah, we're just going to fucking be in the gutter for the next four years. Sorry for my language. I know your nephew watches this, but the Bears just really bring it out in me. Um, The Bears just, like, the front office has no need to dig deeper into this tank. yeah. Like, you've reached the bottom. Do you think that they went? You had three wins last year. What else are you gonna do? Go winless? Like, yeah. yeah. So, personally, I just I think that while that's fun because I love Caleb Williams and I, it's gonna be a conversation topic for however long. I just don't think it's feasible. Mm-hmm. As much as you know, I wouldn't hate it. Who who's gonna be drafting number one next year? What's your prediction?
0: Texans baby. <laughs> And if the Texans do draft number one, his team. Oh yeah, I mean the Colts. Where's the deal? Where the if, if the Colts draft say Stroud or Young, Young this year, and they get the number one pick next year, are they taking Lambs?
3: Um. So this is the tough thing with the Colts because there's a lot of buyout type quarterbacks, one year quarterbacks, mm-hmm. that you could bring back, you bring in, and and plan for something like that like they've been doing that since Andrew Luck retired. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that that front office can really afford to sell the fan base on another one year band-aid and say, we're gonna go get and draft a quarterback yeah. next year. Like I think they have to, which is why I think the Colts are the most likely trade partner for the number one Makes overall sense. pick. Is because you have a, you have an organization that was abysmal last year mm-hmm. on all fronts. From the owner being just a drunk emotional <laughs> idiot to their front office like to their to to their general manager being like I'm pretty sure he's got interviews where he's like you know I'm and this is not something to joke about but like he's like I've really been like down on myself and almost like battling depression because like I haven't been able to get Mm -hmm. this thing right Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong like Andrew Luck put them in a very difficult position but like they still made the playoffs with Phillip Rivers Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it's really when they went for Carson Wentz is when the problems (laughs) really (laughs) started yep which is no surprise that he released again today. But <laughs> again. I just think the front office can no longer go out and be like, okay, here's a vet that can come in and, and, and fix things. I think you really finally just have to say, okay, we need to go draft our guy. Yeah. And moving up to number one, especially when you have big contracts that you're maybe going to release or look to offload, like a DeForest Buckner or something like that, the Bears need defensive line. The Bears will move back to four in a heartbeat. The Bears have their quarterback. you got to jump the Texans because the Texans are absolutely drafting a quarterback. You have no idea what's going to happen at three with the new coaching staff. They have their quarterback because Kyler Murray's not going anywhere. So, like, at four, you really have two slots that people are going to try and jump in front of you for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many teams feel that this quarterback's class is, but I don't really trust Ohio State quarterbacks in general. Justin Fields seems that he's just an anomaly, and even now, I mean, Justin Fields struggles throwing the football at this point in his career. Makes plays like anyone else in the league, but he struggles throwing the football. When's the last Ohio State quarterback that's been good in the league? Mm -hmm. I'll wait. I guess if you want to consider Joe Burrow, but... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Joe Burrow, we're splitting hairs on that, but like... All of them during our lifetime have not been good. J.T. Barrett, nope, nope. Braxton Miller, Braxton, Braxton Miller, Miller, nope. J.T. Terrell receiver Pryor, nope. Receiver well like Cardell Jones, nope. Like Terrell didn't, they, they just, didn't, Pryor get, didn't he transition to a wide no receiver. Yeah, he was wide like, receiver and he actually wasn't terrible. Um, but it was just you know, so Stroud comes with that label. Bryce Young's got the size issue. He's you know you're hoping he's Drew Brees, but I mean he's small. He's six foot and he weighs under 200 pounds. Like at the NFL level, that's a recipe for disaster. yeah. yeah. Uh, Will Levis, I mean, I typically don't trust quarterbacks who come out of absolutely nowhere to then somehow all of a sudden be like a top three pick, (laughs) looking at you, Zach Wilson. But, like, so there's really no quarterbacks at the top of this class where I don't know if there's going to be a gold rush for them. So I think the Colts can really just play it slow, find the guy that they love, and then just call the Bears and be like, okay, we want to move to one so we can take our guy right
2: now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. They're, the quarterback class is just not that great in recent years in comparison. Next year, it's looking a lot better.
3: It's nothing like it was when it was Mahomes, Watson, Trubisky. It's nothing like it was when it was
2: just throw Trubisky.
3: In yeah, you know, yeah, you got to. Which yeah. is unfortunate
0: as a Colts fan when we're gonna when I know we're gonna draft a quarterback this year. And
3: you know what? Watch Mitchell Trubisky be your quarterback. I'm not in love season. with him. Never know. No. So,
4: because the Steelers to are gonna go with
3: Kenny Pickett. Trubisky was on a two year deal, but basically <laughs> the money's all been paid up now for him. And that so you know Mitch Trubisky's gonna sign somewhere. I just you know I don't be surprised if it's the goal. I could see it happening. This year. I'd
2: rather have Derek Carr oh, and right. he's, he's, he's available. I think he might go to the Jets. <laughs> I think
3: he's gonna go to the Saints. It's not bad either. Uh, he already declined a trade. So he um basically the Saints were like we want to sign you like the mm-hmm. second he was released, but you know, he's a man of God. Right. So you know he's got to pray on it. Yeah. You know he's got to. Speak. the Saints. He's got to speak to his Lord and Savior, and you know, you know God's got to show him right. what the correct move is here. Um, but he God basically said man. he's going to talk to everybody who will talk to him, and then make a decision from there. So even though the Saints were like, "We'll do this," he's yeah,
1: he's he's kind of I don't know. Like it's not like everyone's just fanning. Oh my God,
3: Derek Carr's available. There's a reason there. why people no aren't like banging the door down. Right. Like, we need Derek Carr now. No. Yeah. So. He's in, he's Derek nice Carr is sort of not going to sign anywhere until Aaron Rodgers makes his decision. I can tell you that. that's right probably now. what he's doing. So, I think just the biggest thing is is if, if we're going to kind of round it out on the Bears is it's a team that is at the bottom, but they're making their way up. I think that they, if Aaron Rodgers is not back in Green Bay, they will finish ahead of the Packers next year in the NFC North. I truly believe that. No, nope, the Bears. Don't faith in Jordan Love. Well. I guess the Packers you know, don't even have faith in Jordan Love. Uh, uh, okay, I but like, I
2: like J Lo. But J-Lo. I, don't, I, I don't know, he, bro.
3: I just think it's fairly obvious, or it should be fairly obvious, that Justin Fields is your quarterback, yeah. and you build around it. Mm-hmm. It's foolish to trade him versus trading the pick.
1: Absolutely. Makes for good TV talk, but yeah. Does it even
3: make for good TV? It just makes for TV talk. It makes talk. for TV talk. It just yeah. makes for TV talk. <laughs> it, maybe it was fine like the first conversation, but now every time I look over, I'd get up and it's the same regurgitated conversation. And you know, Booker McFarland and Damian Williams are just going back and forth. Like, they need offensive line. They need defensive line. They need. And I'm just like, Is Jeff Saturday back yet?
2: <laughs> <laughs> back on TV? No.
3: Just, Jeff Saturday actually took a full-time <laughs> position as Jim Irsay's assistant. No, he didn't. No, but okay.
2: I actually believe, bro. That was, you, I believe that. That's what that... That was... Right? He would, he would totally do that. Gosh. No, he would
0: totally
2: do that. Um, I love it just when Just the whole Jeff Saturday's thing. Just anything... Was, you can believe anything. That happens now.
3: I couldn't believe that they even... What a boneheaded move. I couldn't even believe that they they thought about giving him an extension after yeah. what happened this year. Like, the Did, fact that he made it to the second round of interviews is what, and was a finalist didn't is... Did he win
1: his first game, though? Like... You beat the Raiders in his first game. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You beat the they Raiders. They lost seven
3: in a row. And then they right. lost seven. And like, they lost those seven in.
1: They gave the Eagles a really good fight, embarrassing fashion.
3: They almost like
0: beat the Eagles, and
1: they should have beat the Vikings. So now, if they beat the Eagles, I feel like they would be like, oh, extension right away. Yeah. You would have the extension at <laughs> yeah.
3: halftime, and then lost the game in the second half.
1: Oh they man. Just gave a, they just give a pen. <laughs> yeah. Just like you write whatever you think is fair. <laughs> but,
0: give me your price.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Team Justin Fields over here.
2: Hi, mean, Brian wants to stick with Fields. Understandable.
3: Which, knowing my luck on this podcast, means that Justin Fields is doomed. So
2: it's, it's all right. <laughs> it's um, be the Bears' fault, anyway. But yeah, but the Tra- Packers, though. I guess um, it's the question is, what's A. Rod going to do? He just got out of his darkness retreat in Oregon. I don't know what he that entitles to, but it sounds.
3: Do you want to know? Like, I'll give you the quick fifteen yeah. seconds. My understanding
2: is, like, in a bunker underground or something. So
3: essentially. He is in the wild, in a cave essentially, in Oregon, and it's ayahuasca, which means that they basically devoid your body of everything. They, you basically are given this serum or like this pill, whatever it is, at, when you arrive, and for the next like 24 hours, all you do is pee, poop, and throw up, and it clears your body of everything. It's a detox. It's a detox, but then you are. Literally put in darkness okay. for the next four days, I believe it is, and the idea is you detox and devoid your body of everything and your mind at the same time.
2: It's like some Batman shit, dude. Yeah, I'm dude, that's
3: it's for weirdos. It's f-
2: for weirdos. Okay, well, he's always been a weirdo. Yeah, I, he, I was just, like, he was
3: like, don't judge me. Like, we all have our things. And I'm like, well, I'm, yeah, just I'm ju- to I'm Sean you yeah, just it's I'm like, judging it's you a for thing sure. To judge. Yeah. <laughs> so Hayashi basically just he it, it becomes an Excavated human being who then somehow comes out on the other side with all the answers,
1: and yet he's still like, Oh, yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, eh, I don't know if I might retire, I might come back and play, but I also might play for another team. Yeah, so oh, it's supposed yeah, to give I you, that's cl- just what you like
3: clarity and peace. I-, <laughs> I think he's, I think someone's <laughs> so for. So. I think
1: so he's, we he's, I think he's at peace with whatever decision he makes because he'll be making it, and he knows that people are just like clamoring. like. He know, he has he has Green Bay by the balls. Oh. There is a
3: certain part of me, and I think everybody knows at this point. Aaron Rodgers does things just to mess with people. Yeah, yeah. he, he yes. is a troll. Like, yeah. He's a troll. Yep. Yeah.
2: He he won't leave. Here is reason why I have faith he won't leave. He knows it's not his fault if he stays. Like people don't blame on blame yeah. him first. Mm-hmm. Like if he goes to a different organization, all the eyes and fingers are gonna be on this new piece of organization. He knows we get more blame if anything ever goes down.
3: Before this year, I would I. I still agree with you Before this year That was 100% Unequivocally Mm -hmm. True He caught some slack This year though He kind of did He (laughs) caught Some slack Because at the end of the day He is getting older Just like Tom Brady And we saw it Very Very clearly this year That Tom Brady Was just simply Not the same guy No Aaron Rodgers Is trending that way Drew Brees was like That way in his final year Like these guys do get older. Matt Ryan? It happens. I mean, the, we joke about it, but Matt Ryan's like the fourth leading passer in the history of football. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Matt Ryan is a Hall of Famer. It's just a fact of the matter. Mm. Is he a Hall of Famer? I think he is. But yet to ask. They're not a Hall of Famer. He made a Super Bowl. He was an MVP. He's like the fifth leading passer in the history of the NFL.
1: But by the time he's eligible, a lot of that might change.
3: True. Well, the MVP won't change, but the passing oh, right, right, passing right. yards the, might change. Yeah, Most likely, the will. Yeah. So, like, the number. I mean, there's guys with worse resumes that are in the, in the Hall of Fame. I sure. think maybe not a full first ballot guy, but I think Bat Ryan ultimately gets in. Um, but the point about Rodgers is like, there were moments where he just simply was not the Aaron Rodgers that even we knew from the year before. Yeah. No. So it it brought up the larger point where maybe he's not getting the blame for why the team's bad. <laughs> But the reason that the, the reasons that the team are bad, not named Aaron Rodgers, were just a little bit brighter, a little bit more prevalent. We noticed them a little bit more in mm-hmm. 2022, and then it just brings up the question: like, how much further can you go down that hole? Like, yeah, do we cut to our that. losses? Yeah. And, and, and save the $100 million and yeah. let him just go do, you know, the remainder of his year or two career elsewhere while we actually then have to go through the Yeah, it or, helps. That he, or do we prolong
2: it? He gets the slack this year for another reason. He just came off an MVP season. So you get yeah. an extra year to be like, okay, you're off the hook for a little bit. But it was bad. like it's, so, it's crazy. Like, this was bad to his standards. But because he's been playing at this level for so long, even though it's only bad to his standards, it's still bad. Especially they didn't make the playoffs. That's kind of the icing on the cake. And how he kind of went about it, too, is just like, oh, you know, I had a great time. This is a good season. Like, there was mm-hmm. just no, like, sense of urgency that mm-hmm. I sensed that, like, yeah. hey, let's get the job done. Let's, uh, let's kind of get it to another Super Bowl. I think that's what kind of rubbed people the wrong way. And, of course, the typical, like, oh, I might come back. I might, I might retire. I think
3: people are getting sick of it. Yeah. It's, I think people are really getting sick of it.
2: Yeah. it's With Rodgers, my, my gut tells me he is going to leave. And it may be the Raiders, it may be the Jets, um, it retirement. may be somebody. Or, just or retirement.
3: I mean, retirement feels like it should probably just be the decision at this point. Yeah. Like go out. But he go still out with thinks he's respect.
2: MVP caliber, though. He's yeah. set on the record.
3: I, I mean, and I guess the other thing is, is we saw Tom Brady, where it was just like he did retire, and then like and these guys have been doing this their whole life. Like it's tough to just walk away from that.
2: Yeah. Just like anybody that's like, if you've been at a job or or a job for. Your, Forty plus years—it's hard just to retire. Yeah, it's mm.
3: very difficult to mm-hmm. just say, "Okay, I'm no longer going to do this anymore." So your and identity is this. Yeah, like
1: that's and one thing. he will always have that. He's immortalized as like a football legend. Like he can walk away anytime he wanted, and he'll always have that. People will always remember him as like a top three quarter. Some would say yeah. greatest of all time. I wouldn't, but um, he'll always be remembered as like one of the greatest of all time. Yeah.
2: In terms of the draft, because as of now the Packers have—let me double-check my math here—fifteen, sixteen,
3: fifteen.
2: I think I think it's sixteen. Uh, let's see, fifteen. No, the fifteenth pick. No it's not, man's it's not a sexy pick. Really. No man's land. Yeah. Exactly. You're not gonna. No add, man's you're land. You're not going get anything great. But if Rodgers stays, hypothetically, what they're gonna do with that pick? Probably not that much different if he doesn't stay. It's just gonna be the same thing, rinse and repeat. They're gonna use a, that pick to get a defensive piece first, probably at safety. After Adrian Amos, you don't really got much. And Adrian Amos is—he's not a scrub, but he's not going to be your long-term solution. Mm-hmm. So you're probably—they're probably going to defensive route, which they always do. Joey
3: Porter Jr. Perhaps. The what? The Penn State player, Joey Porter Jr. I feel like he would actually fit real nicely with the Packers.
2: That's fine too. That's cool with me. I, I'll take—I'll take him. Um, some people are saying he might get a tight end to replace Bobby Tanya. I don't like that idea just because I don't have a problem with Bobby. He's just injury prone. He like, if he wasn't injured as much, they wouldn't, there wouldn't be a question if they're going to replace him in the draft. But what they should have done last year was, once Roger was down on that, on that injury, they should have just let it die in terms of let the kid play. Let Jordan Lowe play. Is he your future? Yeah. Because you can go two ways with this. You let them play the whole season, they make the playoffs, he's your guy for the future. He plays the whole season, they suck. Well, congratulations, you got a good-ass pick, and you can find your new guy. Yeah, and yeah, then you for sure know that he's not the guy. You can safely be like... But because there's that small percentage of them making the playoffs, they rode that, and they paid the price. <laughs>
1: That's like a total
2: Vikings-Bears move. You know
3: like what that of, sounds like to me, too? that close. It sounds like what happens when you don't have clear leadership at the top. That shareholder ownership structure where yeah. you guys all. I should all have stepped in, bro. You should have stepped. I should have, ste- I should have went to the shareholder meeting, but Sounds I didn't. Like instead,
2: no... you know what I did? I went to my <laughs> I went to my eight to four job instead. Sounds like
3: there's no there's no real clear leadership at the top directing things. here making this organization. And all Who is that? making these decisions? Is it you, AJ, shareholder Ortega?
2: I am to blame for this situation. I will, admit <laughs> I will take responsibility. The first, but I will be better this season.
3: The first step in solving any problem. Is admitting that there is one? We're already, there you go. We're already on
2: the right path here. There you go. All right, and the missing team we have here is the good old Lions. Lions. Wants to talk in the Lions? How do you? Uh,
0: yeah, I can keep this short because I googled everything. I don't know anything about the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll just tell you what I found on Google, and uh, that'll complete the the, four, the NFL. Uh, you know. You know the NFL North. The NFL North. Okay. Um, Lions have the number six and the number eighteen pick, uh, coming off of a nine eight season
3: last year scary, scary, spot to be scary in team to look out for. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, you got. Granted, they
3: have that six overall pick reminder from the Matthew Stafford trade yeah. with the Rams. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, Rams just got and so they have that, what's the Jameson Williams. will be back full full health next year. Yeah, be, they basically
3: already have a top 12 pick yeah. Yeah. that right. did barely played like right. 12 staff last yeah. year.
0: If you're a Lions fan, I don't know how you, how you can't be pumped about next season. Oh, uh, their yeah.
1: head coach, probably. Yeah. That's probably the only thing holding them back.
3: I don't know, man. Maybe from like an X's and O's perspective, yeah. but it feels like those players oh, they love them. Yeah. run through a wall for that. Absolutely, guy. Yeah. I would. I'm a Lions fan. I mean, I, that was one of my favorite hard knocks in a long time. Yeah, the Lions. Yeah, uh,
0: a lot of people have he's them. He's a weirdo.
1: He makes some really weird decisions on the field. So a lot of going for it on fourth down with that which guy, which could work out, and also work like, out for why the, the hell did do that? Yeah. Oh so. yeah.
2: Um, it's the only question when it doesn't work. If it, if it does work, sure. you're a genius. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Not gambling if it loses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. Uh, a lot of mock drafts have them going with defense. Um, some names around the sixth pick have been Devon Witherspoon, inside my, my, our Illinois cornerback, and Brian Breeze, uh, Breeze uh, Clemson, a Clemson defensive
3: tackle. Breeze is talented. Yeah. Breeze is really good. Is that the undersized guy? Or is that
0: the. I don't
3: know. I'm no, sure. he's, he's a little beefy. He's essentially considered like the second best defensive tackle. Behind Javon Carter from Georgia, okay, um, run stuffing guy. Okay, but now I'm thinking just someone else. So. Yeah, that one of their edge rushers, who's supposed to be first round, is undersized. Um, but Breeze is, is talented.
0: Also, could they draft the quarterback at six? The Lions probably not this year. Don't I don't listen because because uh, the quarterback in Florida needs a few years to develop.
2: True. Oh,
0: True. Yes. Could, he, could they bring him in to back up golf? Who's, who's, who's the thing who is, who is? There's their not really a sense issue. of
2: urgency with golf because fine to start another year. He He's actually not had a not pretty the worst good guy. year. Here's the thing yeah.
3: though, Jared. AJ, if you were guy getting rid of simple. Aaron here's a good question, AJ, you're getting rid of uh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. and you got and you got to replace Aaron Rodgers with one of these two quarterbacks: okay. Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff. Kirk Gosh.
2: Kirk. Um. Easy. I think I'm I, going Jared Goff. Yeah, his wife's also hotter, too. I
3: think I'm going Jared Goff. <laughs>
1: have you even. I, oh, Jack, I can't say anything. I have no idea if Kirk Cousins' wife's hot or not.
2: You don't know your quarterback's I think wife. Goff. No, not that well.
3: Uh, Goff proved a lot of people wrong last year. When yeah. Goff got traded for Stafford, he had a better
2: statistical season than Rodgers. Yeah,
4: yeah was he was one of the best. He
3: was one of the best quarterbacks last yeah. year.
4: Yeah.
3: I mean, having those weapons. I mean, actually, they if you really, really want to dive into it, they traded away their second best target. Yeah. They traded away Hawkinson in the middle of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Sa Amon Amonra St. Brown had a good, not great year. I think he had a good year. They didn't have Jamison Williams. GJ Chark was injured for most of the year as their number two receiver. Yeah. Like, Jeez. I don't think he's so, gonna be there anymore. Is year there either. probably not. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think Chark's a free agent now. Actually, this
3: is a good question. Did Jared Goff and, and, and Dan Campbell as a quarterback head coach duo, did they do more with less than any other team? In, in, in I football, think,
2: I, I, I would take Goff for more. the sole reason that he has a better arm and compared to Kirk, because I can deal with the quarterback in terms of arm strength.
3: Arm strength, Jared Goff is one of the five strongest it. arms in football. It's exactly. not accurate, don't matter. He's not accurate, though. yeah, but yeah. your ceiling is higher. though. Here's the thing, though: he got more, he was more accurate on deep balls this year than he was at any point in his career with the Rams. And I don't know if that's that's because Sean McVay's system is really just get the ball out as fast as you can. Yeah. And that if you are going deep, it's really just more of a hope and a prayer mm-hmm. than actual like devising up things. Because I mean, if you think about it, like Coop, like that Rams team, Cooper Cup, intermediate, short with a lot of yak. Robert Woods is nothing more than a possession medi- intermediate mm-hmm. receiver. Like they didn't really have blow the top the doors over the top guys. No. Like Brandon Cook for a very sh- Brandon Cook for a very short period of time. But like even then, does that guy even play enough with his injuries to be able to consider it a deep threat? Like this past year. I feel like when DJ Chark was on the field for the Lions, I mean, like my score app would go off like, and at least three or four times, I would see like DJ Chark forty-yard touchdown pass. At one point,
1: they were the they were the best offense in football. Yeah, for, a good for like run a six of, or seven. Yeah, and they were losing stretch. games, which is weird. Like, how are you the best offense, but you're still
2: Jamal Williams had a pretty good year too. Yeah, she I mean, led the league in touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, he was a he was a good red zone running back for sure.
3: I I think that's I think a guy like Jamal Williams is a good example, and that offensive line is phenomenal. That offensive okay. line is really good. Mm-hmm. Um
2: Panay Sewell. Sewell, I
3: mean Sewell's one of the probably the best right tackle in football right now.
2: The Bengals almost got him, but they picked Jamar Chase instead.
3: I think the Bengals are okay with also that they the
2: <laughs> I always wondered, like, would uh, it be any different or would it be the same? Because they're both great players. They have three off they had a three offensive linemen out against the Chiefs.
3: Yeah. But I, I mean I think the Lions are another team that they have they're further ahead than the Bears right now, but mm-hmm. they got decent cap space and a lot of picks. They really have an opportunity to like do something. Like, are they the preseason going in next year? Are they going to be the preseason best team in the north?
2: No, I think it's. The they Vikings. doubled their wins. I, I mean, they
3: went nine and eight this year. Missed the playoffs by what? They
2: tripled their by wins. Game.
3: Half game, Yeah. or by by tiebreakers?
2: Uh, yeah, because uh,
1: I think the who made it instead of them.
3: The uh no the giants no, no the giants, the giants the, got the giants were solidified it was. Um, Damn, who the fuck? Who was, was it? It was from the West. No, I, I, the no, Seahawks. It was, um, the Seahawks got it. Oh yeah, oh, it was, yes, it was yes. the
1: Seahawks. Um, who they deserved it. I mean,
2: Gino had such a cool year. I know. That was, they, a, good, no one, was no, a good year. For and
1: fun. honestly, to stick it to Russell Wilson—that was, was the best part
2: that's, of that. That's what it really was all about. But, like, they gave about it. so much for Russ and got nothing.
3: Yeah. The Lions. I mean, the Lions had their quarterback. They they seemed to like their head coach. Their offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, was supposed to be a front runner for the Colts job. Mm-hmm. But Ooh, then just, the Colts? The Colts ended up signing... Shane Steichen. Steichen, the offensive coordinator of the Eagles. Uh, so they went back to that well, because that's where Frank Wright came from. Mm-hmm, right. and, um, I coached the Eagles. Yeah. So I, uh, the Lions, I mean, they got a young offensive coordinator that was pretty coveted by a lot of teams, got a lot of interviews, but just ultimately was like, I like what we're building here in Detroit. I'm going like to stay. That. They got two really good wide receivers.
4: Yeah.
3: They got two top-18 picks. And they got... I wouldn't say their defense is studly, but, like, Jeff Okuda's going into his third year and mm-hmm. was really good this year when he was Super on the field. Good. They got Anzalone, who's just, like, one of those, like, middle linebackers who doesn't do anything that great but, like, doesn't do anything bad. Like, they have talent on their defensive line. Dan Campbell's a freaking menace when it comes to, like, yeah. personality-wise. It just feels like every single moment they play, like, a, they're ready to run through a wall. I don't
2: know, I feel like... Who would the, want to play for that guy? Despite all of that, though... i play for him. I don't even play football.
1: Yeah. No no, one, who was,
3: else... Who, who other than the Lions would fuck all that up? Though. So, it's the Lions. They would fuck that yeah, up. Like and you're were, 100% they right. They
1: would totally mess everything up. And...
3: and it's, just, they, it's, what, it's what the Lions do. Right. It's like, they are going to Lion. And... It's like the Giants in the last however long. It's like even yeah. when you got Saquon Barkley and you got Gosh, whoever you else, you got a crazy good secondary, and the Lion or the Giants now need their head coach is <clears> the <throat> reason why they're they've taken the next step. But like the Lions, half of the reason why I think they're even going to be good, not half the reason they're going to be good, but half the reason why I think they take the leap. I mean, the Bears full rebuild. We mm-hmm. really don't know what you're getting out of the Bears next year. No. The Packers are losing their quarterback away from being in. And, and, and insignificant. It, really. They're they're like about to be Sandra
4: Bullock and Interstellar, just floating <laughs> just away. <on> you. <laughs> that is the Packers. Packers are
3: Packers are two two like a two second phone call from Aaron Rodgers away yeah. from basically for another movie reference turning into Matt Damon in The Martian. Like yeah. goodbye. <laughs> and then we talked about it to start this. Like, what really are we getting with the Vikings next year?
1: It could. I don't know if it. I don't really think it's going to be another thirteen-win year because, like, you have their totally totally so slight their, regression. Uh, like, defense. Like, yeah. I
3: think it's fair to say that the NFC North probably won with ten games last year. Next year, yeah, it could be one. You of know, those. know what I'm saying? And the Lions won nine this year, so I can see them winning a division next year. I really can. But like Mike said, at the end of the day, it's the Lions. It's the Lions. It's the and Lions. the Lions, they lion. They. They. Yeah. They the lion. They lion.
2: Um, let's finish this segment with our predictions for the standings for the NFC North oh, of yeah. 2023. Kay. I'll start first. Starting at the bottom, Packers.
4: Listen. Devastating. <laughs> it's, really it's
3: really as simple as if Aaron Rodgers leaves, they're last in the division. If he doesn't, they're not.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to leave. So, Packers, Bears, Lions, no, Vikings and Lions. I'm on the Campbell train.
1: The Campbell train.
2: Um, all right. Uh, similarly, I'm putting the Packers
1: last. I really do think Rodgers is probably going to leave. And if even if he doesn't, he's caused such strife there between him and LaFleur that I don't... It feels don't, like we're
3: getting like past like it's a relationship that's broken yeah like
1: they're just they just don't it doesn't feel like they're gelling which is weird because like they're unbeatable in December which is like the most important time for football and yet this is the first year where it really just it showed up on TV like they were just kind of crumbling Yeah. so I do put them last I got the Lions after that because honestly they're probably going to fuck it up then the Bears are going to take a really big leap. I think uh, I think they don't trade Justin Fields. I think they really use that first pick wisely to to get just an absolute haul back. Um, and then, you know, I don't think it's going to take too much to overcome the Lions or Packers. And then, yeah, you got my Vikings at the top. I don't think they'll have another 13-win year. They'll probably win maybe 11 I mean, you games. You don't need to for that division. But you don't. Yeah, like That's Brian thing, said, you can, you can win it at 10 probably, maybe probably. even less. But I think you give them 11. They also have one of the toughest schedules going in next year. I think they play all eight teams of the final eight from this past year. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have a really, really rough go at it. But I still think they can win at least 11 games. So I put them at at the top.
4: Okay.
2: Brian?
3: Um, I'm kind of a a little bit of a hybrid between the two of you. Packers last for me. I think Aaron Rodgers leaves, and it's as simple as if Rodgers is not there. They have the worst roster in the NFC North gotta remember too they're losing alan lazard without a doubt too like who are you throwing to romeo dobbs he's not a christian i mean christian watson's a stud yeah but like he's also a second year wide receiver from north dakota state with no quarterback throwing to him so packers last i am gonna as much as i want to i'm not going to the bears third they're gonna take a leap but I mean how much of a leap? I mean going from 3 wins, I think it's fair to be like okay, we can maybe tap out at 7 or 8 wins mm-hmm. this year. So I'll go with the Bears third. I'm going to go with the Vikings second. I think the Vikings contend for a wild card spot, but I just think I just think last year the fact that they scored a ton but their defense was awful. They had they made the, they won 13 games with negative no points, defense. like no like negative point differential betting the Giants in the playoff game was the easiest bet I've made in a long time <laughs> because it's just the writing no, is on the wall I yeah. and I think that they're due for regression. Now yep. They're not going to bottom out. They're, 13 wins to 10 wins is, I mean, that's a normal regression yeah. when mm-hmm. you over, you know, kind of are a little bit better than you're supposed to be. And I think the Lions win the division next year.
4: Okay.
0: Should I pick the Bears to win the division just to be different from all you three? <laughs> no. Now I'm going to go Packers last. I think Aaron Rodgers leaves. They have nothing else there. Even if he does stay, like, what are they doing to improve that that roster and that right team? Right now, exactly. and you don't know. I put him like
2: second maximum. It's like miracle second. I,
3: I, I, still don't think they win the division if Rodgers is there. But he I mean he's definitely the difference yeah. between second and fourth.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, Packers last, and then I'm gonna go Bears third. I think I think you're right. They do make a leap. They probably finish with seven or eight wins, uh, but not quite enough. I think those top three teams are probably cl- close in, in record. Um, and then two will be Vikings, um,
2: and then one will be Lions. Going on the Lions too. So literally, just us three had the same one, and might want to be the oddball.
1: I mean, I'm mean, I'm not gonna not. You think had good that points gonna, though. So I, they they have they have the inf- The offense is there. They can't. They could improve it, but there's really no room for improvement there. It's the defense. If they can take the defense from like the thirtieth rank to the fifteenth, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to go undefeated or something like that, but they can beat a lot of good teams then that's the thing every good team they faced they lost too. I
2: the Eagles that. the, uh, you the Lions you stopped sort of, starting so cold they actually had a great you mean, well, have, I, mean great like, start. I guess I'm only using the, the Colts um, matchup as an example yeah, but you can't was, be
1: keeping those games close bro that's the thing and it's just, that, that's I mean the only times they didn't were when they got blown off by the Eagles when they got blown off by the Cowboys when they almost got blown up by the Colts like it's just a
3: lot of blowouts here just, you're, you're speaking almost
1: up. all blowouts and that's that's you can't live like that. And again, if they can take the defense from the thirtieth rank, which I think Brian Flores can do, he could take it from the thirtieth in right. the middle. They did
3: bring in Brian Flores. I think oh. right away that's that. an instant oh, yeah.
1: upgrade. But the problem is they have a, I mean, they have a very bad situation brewing with Zadarius Smith. Does not want to be there anymore. I don't think. I think he's cool with walking away. They and they cut him. They save twelve million dollars. That's a lot. So yeah, there's a couple
3: bad contracts on that defense. Yeah, they have
1: and they got their their. Best linebacker is just he's just aged out. Eric Hendricks, I love you, but he just been around aged the block, he's, he's been he's around like 31 for a while. now, and he can't keep up. Like Pat, Pete. was, Pat Pete's out. I mean, Harrison Smith is the only old guy on that defense that they have to keep because he's just too good. Daniil Hunter, great guy. Don't know that
3: he'll stay. I was say he's also getting he, up there in age.
1: Before the draft happens, he will ask for his extension, his new extension, his new money, because he does not want to play on the current. And I wouldn't either. He's not, he's not due to make shit, and he's supposed to be a premier pass rusher. So they're not going to keep Z'Darrius Smith. That's very obvious. No more Jordan Hicks. That's cool. He was okay for one year. Um, yeah, they, they just they have a uh, – but if they can improve that, take it from the 30th to the 15th, there's no reason to think they can't win more than 11 games.
2: Can we yeah. just talk about the fact that Brett Favre wants to sue Pat McAfee? Oh, that was beautiful, dude. <laughs> it wasn't
3: just Pat McAfee. It was um, Shannon Sharp, too. Yeah. Yeah, the
2: Shannon Sharp one's ridiculous. I don't understand how that one works for him. Like, what do you even say?
1: I think he just talked about what Fred Farb allegedly did.
2: Yeah, uh, me start saying that a little more often. What's, for now, we're gonna say allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. We, yeah. He allegedly did that. Yeah. So allegedly, allegedly, right.
3: <laughs> allegedly, but also did it. Like he definitely did it. For sure. He definitely allegedly did it.
2: Yeah. Um, so. Anything else? I, don't
4: think so.
2: I, I miss being you know. on the pod. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun having you guys on here. Um, we went way over the time. <laughs> <laughs> 84 minutes. Bro, we How just got we you? just got into it. We right. yeah. did. It's, it's, it's
3: lucky that I don't care about the Bulls because...
2: Yeah, we were going to talk about the Bulls. I was like, yeah, why not? No. Uh,
3: All I was going to tell you is don't buy this two-game winning streak that they're on right now. They still suck. <laughs> Who do they play next? Their next game is... Oh, shoot. I think it's Milwaukee. Actually, I think they have to play Milwaukee next. What if they beat oh. Milwaukee? Still no. <laughs>
2: Still no. <laughs> hey, I'm going to say Bulls are going to make the playoffs.
0: They, w-
3: they won the season series against Milwaukee last season and then lost 4-1 in the playoffs. It doesn't matter. What are they at right now
0: in the
2: sure 11th 11th.
3: They're the 11th team, and 10 out of the 15 teams make the playoffs. That's how bad they are.
2: <laughs> hey, Doc. You have to
3: try to not make the playoffs. <laughs> in to in today's NBA,
2: Yeah.
3: you have to try not to make the playoffs. They literally cater it so everybody makes the playoffs. Yeah, so yeah pretty, pretty
2: much. They I still they'll make the play in tournament, and Pat Beverly's going to lead the parade when they make uh, it to the yeah. tournament.
3: <laughs> it's gonna, we're going to be like the Colts. We're going to raise banners for making the play in tournament. Exactly. You yes, do that? No, you remember when uh, the, Colts? the Colts raised a banner for making it to the AFC Championship game? They didn't even win the championship, AFC Championship, but they raised a banner for making it to the AFC Championship wow. game. That was us? Yeah. Damn. That's <laughs>
2: devastating. Even Huddy suppressed that memory? Yeah. yeah.
3: I suppressed it again
0: I think <laughs> that was a tough one yeah. sorry to bring that one back to the light <laughs> when was that?
3: I think it was 2018 Philip Rivers year? last luck year yeah. damn why I left? <laughs> it's been that long <laughs> I remember when you guys I think it was the same because you guys made the uh, I believe you guys made the AFC championship game the year that you had that crazy comeback against the Chiefs in the playoffs oh yeah that's right with luck yeah so I think that would have been 2017 yeah that's right so
0: those were the days those were the days
3: state of Indiana there's like banners on the wall that's
2: true banner up that's what we said
0: Uh,
3: quickly who wins the NCAA tournament
2: the NCAA yeah oh shit Iowa State
1: toss up for me I don't know enough about it
2: you know
3: Indiana Hoosiers (laughs) Hoosiers
0: (laughs) UNC we're dangerous we're dangerous
3: we're sneaky good Missouri Tigers Missouri Mizzou (laughs) why
2: Mizzou took care of business with Iowa State last month Yes, we did. Right. I message you. I'm like, well, let, me just, let me just, be nice. It's like, oh, good luck in the <laughs> matchup today. You know, it's just trying to be like, they ain't gonna win. Now, but. now we all have to pick a
0: national championship team that's not our favorite basketball team. Who is it?
3: I, I personally, I'm, still, I'm going to UCLA. I think UCLA won the national championship this year.
0: All right, I'm gonna go with Arizona. Our packed all team. Ooh, okay.
2: Uh, I go Arizona. Oh, just read his list, bro. Uh, um, <laughs>
3: I'm not gonna go with what you guys said.
2: That's Oral sure. Roberts.
4: Just
3: kidding.
0: Well,
2: Mike feels like, like a Texas guy. Overall.
3: Mike feels like a Texas guy. I'll
2: take Texas. You like, you know, like Matthew McConaughey? I do love that. He's a
3: professor there. I know. He was
1: supposed to run for governor. I don't think that. I go for that. him. I think a lot of people
3: do, <laughs> especially in Texas. Yeah. But anyway, yeah.
2: All right. Uh, I think we're gonna wrap things up since you know we got lives outside of this building. God, we've been here for a while. Because we, we start coast. work at 8 right yeah, now it's 6 o'clock. We've been here for 10 hours. I brought my stuff. I'm just sleeping over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I live here, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot you pay rent. um Yeah, sometimes I go to the uh, the gym and just shower there. <laughs> well, I think I always go to the gym every day. Sure. You got the market downstairs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All your food? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, yeah, go there. Sometimes Are I... Are
3: giving free press to the market in the basement of our office building? The what? Are you giving free like publicity to the market in the I don't even know the name of the market. Michael's, Michael's
0: on Main. I only know that because that's you what I... That?
3: Oh, when you, when you pay with your card. Yeah, you with your that's card. What, it your card six, right? it what it says on your credit card. It says on your statement, yeah. Which, is that
0: on Main Street in Lyle, I think? Michael's? Maybe.
3: Yeah, technically. Because our address is Warrenville Road, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Fun. Can we get them to be a sponsor on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: this episode is sponsored by Michael's On Always on the
3: go. Go down and get your $2.75 Red Bulls in. Preonk hasn't cleared them out already. Don't forget that hard-boiled egg. Yeah. Oh, I forgot they Dude, done. I'm pretty sure the that hard-boiled egg has the
2: same disease that Bill Murray got on Osmosis Jones. <laughs> what?
0: That, that was, that's from the top shelf. That might be yeah. the deepest of
3: deep-cut references I have ever... <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here dropping like Interstellar and The Martian, thinking I'm rocking good, and God, AJ Osmos just pulls out <laughs> Bill Murray's Bill Murray's illness in *Osmosis*. I only
2: think <laughs> in cartoon memes, bro. <laughs> it's <laughs> unbelievable. I was legendary. It's like remember the episode of *SpongeBob* when he does that? That's all well, I, I think, I don't,
3: bro. Anytime *SpongeBob* is coming, I just concede to you on that one. Yeah. So,
2: the expert. There, there's a meme for every. There's a *SpongeBob* meme for any social interaction. Any.
3: Just like there's a South Park meme for any pop culture reference that there could possibly mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same, same thing.
2: So. Um, I just want to go on record and say uh, Kangaroo Jack is overrated. Bad movie.
3: So, what's the best thing to come out of Australia? Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. I'll say Steve Irwin. Definitely Steve Irwin, right?
2: Kyra, uh, ben Simmons? <laughs> <It's> New Zealand. <laughs> well, right? Well, Zealand's part of Australia. That's fair. Huh. Uh, Opera?
0: Finding Nemo? I don't know.
3: P forty oh, wild P forty Wildby Way Sydney.
0: Yeah. What else do we have? We got a uh, Bloomin' Onions. Come on now. The Outback. Outback,
3: the Steakhouse.
4: outback Steakhouse. Outback oh, Steakhouse, bro. Oh, right, yeah, yeah.
3: If you're making a Mount Rushmore of things <laughs> to become Americanized from Australia, <laughs> yeah. Outback oh, Steakhouse has gotta be out uh, there. Alongside Foston's the Australian for beer.
2: Who'd win in a fight? Outback Steakhouse or Texas Roadhouse? 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 I
3: take Roadhouse. Roadhouse Texas Roadhouse will just be throwing those butter rolls like dodgeballs. Yeah. Cinnamon butter? Come on.
2: Yeah, yeah, but what about the the, the onion blooms?
3: <laughs> just grease bombs. <laughs> just <laughs> absolutely rings like
2: Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Texas Road Texas Roadhouse does smack like You got
3: peanuts as a free appetite? How did we get on Texas Roadhouse after all this? I love that. I don't know. Matthew
0: McConaughey probably works there, right?
3: Matthew McConaughey probably owns. owns it. Let's loop it back in. <laughs>
2: My dad loves Texas Roadhouse.
3: At one point, there was a Texas Roadhouse in Naperville. There were two Texas Roadhouses within like a 0.5 mile distance of each other. Wait, it was I like the seen mattress. Seen it was it's like the mattress firms ah, of right. restaurants. Were they both on Route 59? One was on Route 59 by the, like a little bit oh. north of the mall. I see. And then by that Portillo's on yeah. 59. And then the other one, so 59, the train tracks, and then North Aurora Road. It was on... The second was on North Aurora Road. What? Literally, like, right there. That's messed up.
1: Hmm. This is plan, but that's
3: poor planning right there.
0: Either that in April has a... That's the market for Texas Roadhouse. That's all right. There's a
2: Texas Roadhouse in Davenport, so there's there's at least... Davenport's made it. Davenport's what? It's, it's made it. <laughs> yeah.
3: If your town has a Texas Roadhouse, it is made it, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's on the map. It's on the map. It's on the map. It's on the map. It's it's the map. On the map. <laughs> Oh, man. Shout-out to
2: Texas Roadhouse. Shout-out to Outback. Shout-out to Davenport. Shout-out to, to Michael's on Maine. Yeah. Cut, <laughs> Cut the check.
3: Cut the check.
2: All right. Um, this wraps up today's episode. Season thank final. you for joining me, guys, for the season finale of the Comeback Sports Podcast. Thanks. As for always, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the viewers for watching us the ramble for almost an hour and a half about takes that – May or may not happen, but you, you still, in the, in the words of Pete Weber, like me or not, you still watch.
1: Mm. Devastatingly good. There you
2: go. Wow. All right, we'll see you guys in the next season. So as always, make sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast episode with a friend. Or wait, wait, wait. Anyone want to do any plugs? Yeah. Unfortunately, I have no plugs. No. I think we just plug Mike on
0: some man.
3: Yeah, I think, yeah, we plug Michael's on Main. I mean,
2: like, your Twitter handles or something, I don't know. Uh,
0: Who's your HUD on Instagram and Twitter?
3: Uh, Brian underscore Lindino on Twitter.
0: I don't do sports
1: takes on Twitter.
2: Well, you can just find my shit in the description box. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you guys. For sale at Michael's on (laughs) Main. You can just find my shit on Twitter.